Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast episode. I am one of your FWBs, Booked with Emily or just M. And I am your other FWB, Read Reviews by Jess or just Jess. And today we're coming at you to speak about one of the most anticipated releases probably of our lifetime, if we're being ever. honest. Yeah, ever. There's nothing going to be bigger than this. And if you don't know what it is, we're about to tell you. It starts with us by calling motherfucking Hoover. All hail the queen. All hail the hoes for Coho. Let me tell you what. We are so excited. I can always talk about this book. Except who knows what we're going to say, actually. So I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> who knows what we're going to say. Before we get into it, though, how are you doing, Emily? I'm I'm doing well. You know, it's hump day. So no complaints there halfway through the week. Um, I'm currently binge reading a book because I have a book club tomorrow and I put it off for months. So what are you reading? Final Girls by Riley Sager. Yeah, it's it's actually like the perfect spooky season book. Um, it's really good. It's my first Sager, but I'm liking it. I am getting scared. So she's scared. I'm scared. How are you, Jess? <laughs> I am doing magnificent, honestly. I am off work this week, so I'm having a little staycation by myself because my husband is working still, so I'm just kind of living my best life. Um, Jealous. And really just embracing of how I would want to live life, Mm -hmm. which is like a stay-at-home wife who actually does not have to do anything and can just go shopping and get her nails done, so... Yeah, no, I want to really... do that too. You know what sucks though hmm. is when you go back to work next week. Oh, I have to go to Utah next week. Which is even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm going to Utah, but because I actually have to go to the office if, or because I'm going to Utah. Because it's Utah. But if you live there, that that's cool. I'm just giving Jess a hard time. So, But I'm sure you won't be surprised by this. We're going to start our episode off by doing a quiz and just found which Coho book are you? So I refuse to open this quiz up on my laptop because I'm convinced it's going to be a virus. So Jess is going to take the quiz for both of us. So she's going to read the questions and we're going to answer. Yeah. Well, I just first of all want to shout out the person who made this quiz. Her name is at Charlotte May Reads on TikTok. I'm sorry Emily's insulting your quiz. I personally love it. So <laughs> until your computer crashes in two hours, it's the quiz will be worth it. It's fine. It's fine. All right, let's kick off. So this is a seven question quiz. Um, I've got two different tabs open, one quiz for Emily and one quiz for me because she's a scaredy cat baby. Exactly. So let's jump right in. Okay. What word do you think describes you the best? Strong, kind, fun, quiet, or mysterious? Um, do you think it's strong physically or strong, like, <laughs> mentally, emotionally? Yeah, that one. Okay, I'll go with fun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was also going to say fun, but I, I don't I don't think I'm actually fun. Like, I just think I have a fun personality. I think that's what fun – that's how I – is that not what you're – what are you taking it as? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to put fun, too. Okay. Okay, next question. What is your favorite season? Winter, summer, fall slash autumn, or spring? Fall slash autumn. Okay. I'm going to say spring. I am an autumn girly and I am a fall girly, but 
I don't know. Lately, I've been really enjoying spring. You're enjoying spring in the middle of October. (laughs) (laughs) This year, I really enjoyed spring. So next question. If someone told you to stop asking questions, you would... A, back off. It's none of your... Wait. Back off. It's none of my business. Oh, wait. (laughs) I'm reading this wrong. I'd back off. It's none of my business. (laughs) Okay. Or, please, this is my time to shine. Okay. I'm going to say, please, it's my time to shine for me. (laughs) And I'm going to say, okay, I'll back off. It's none of my business for you. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay. Have you read more than three Colleen Hoover books? Yes or no? Yes. Yes for me as well. What color best describes your personality? Blue, black, orange, pink, or yellow? Pink. Okay. I would say I'm a a yellow. Okay. We just picked our favorite colors. I literally, (laughs) yes, that's exactly what I did. But I think that makes me a pink person. That explains yeah, my personality. That's true. Okay, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I am an introverted extrovert. <laughs> I'm both of them. I would say I'm an extrovert, though. I I think so. Yeah, too. I'm definitely more social than than not. I think I'm more of an introvert, but I also am an introverted extrovert. Yeah. What is your dream date? Book shopping and coffee baking cookies and watching movies cuddled up together solving mysteries or as long as i'm at the beach i'm happy oh shit okay i was sold with a but now i'm like <laughs> leaning towards d Ooh, you are a beach girl. i'm gonna do beach d for sure with a book okay i'm gonna do a okay my book is it ends with here it ends with us. Let's I love that. That is a superior book. Okay, here's my caption. It says this was most likely the first Colleen Hoover book you ever read and my guess is that you haven't been the same since. You probably fell head over heels for Ryle when you started reading and therefore now have severe trust issues. That actually is true. Mm-hmm. You probably now have a crippling book addiction and wonder where all your money went. Am I right or am I right? All of that is actually true. That's actually so true for me though because that's what started my book addiction in my bookstagram like word by word that is <laughs> that's the book that jump started me getting in imba- I'm I'm me and Charlotte are on the same page but okay you tell me my book well I want you to guess your book first um can you give me three guesses I'll give you two okay guess no no no, no. give me two options now guess <laughs> Give me three guesses. I'm not options. <laughs> no, you just okay, guess. Ugly love. No. Oh fuck. Okay. Um. <laughs> all your perfects. No. Okay. You got heartbones. Oh. Okay. Well, that takes place at the literal beach. So yeah, that <laughs> makes it sense. It says you are a sweetheart. You love romance novels and are a sucker for a good beach day with a book. You are a kind and genuine soul who cares for everyone around you. You loved Heartbones, and it was probably your favorite Colleen Hoover book. This book probably made you want to move to the beach and make a bunch of new friends. I heart you. I think a lot of that tracks, except for that's my favorite Colleen Hoover, because it's definitely not. It's I loved it, but it's not my favorite Colleen Hoover. But that was good. I do want to move to the beach. My husband and I both want to move to the beach. Maybe one day we'll get there. 
I think that was a great quiz Charlotte May reads. Um, that was. 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. As always, we'll link it in our bio. So if you want to take it, feel free. And then let us know what book you got because I think that says a lot about a person. I think it does too. Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we've done that, tell us the summary of It Starts With Us, Jess. Let's get into the the goods. Let's get into the grittiness. All right. So It Starts With Us is the sequel to It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover, which if you haven't read that one, it follows Lily in her um, kind of journey through this relationship that ends up being abusive and her getting out of it. And It Starts With Us picks up literally, I think, like a couple hours after the epilogue of It Ends With Us. So picks right up and this book follows Lily and Atlas, who were childhood sweethearts who lost lost touch and now they are coming back together in this book to kind of get their happily ever after. So this book is a dull point of view and it goes back and forth between kind of how they're navigating life when their pasts are very much still present. So Lily is still having to deal with getting out of an abusive relationship and obviously she's divorced now but she still has to deal with her ex-husband because they have a child. So Uh you get that and then you also get Atlas where his past was, I mean it was a tough past. He went through a lot and parts of that are coming back up now in his present and so he's also working through that and they're also kind of working through like how to be together now as adults. Yeah. So I think that kind of sums it up perfectly honestly. Like Jess said, it starts with us. It starts with us. It starts with (laughs) us. Literally picks up exactly where it ends with us ends and so it's a really smooth transition and I think that's well we'll get to what I think but as Jess said it is dual point of view so you're gonna get Atlas and Lily's point of view it is obviously a romance um it's it's on average length 320 pages so yeah I think that's a good length and it's rating on Goodreads it almost has a hundred thousand reviews not even in like a week so a hundred thousand reviews for a 4.25 rating. That's awesome. That's crazy. I mean, I'm not surprised. No, not at all. I'm not surprised at all, but that's that's so wild. I guess, so as we've mentioned, Jess and I don't talk about our buddy reads prior to filming the podcast episode. So I am dying to know, how did you, I guess my first question for you would be like, did you want this sequel? Mm -hmm. Like, were you like really anticipating this? Were you so excited? Like, what were your feelings prior to reading it? Yeah. I was so excited. Obviously, it was such an anticipated release for so many people. And like, I would have never gone to Colleen Hoover like many people did, which I'm thankful for them and been like, give me this book of Lily and Atlas. Mm -hmm. Like, I want this happily ever after for them. I was kind of like, whatever when it ended. But I but I am glad that we have this like, uh, yeah, to say that like, I wouldn't have ever like advocated to get a to get a sequel um I was just kind of like it left off but I am so happy that we got Lillian Atlas's happily ever after what about you yeah no I agree I think kind of like you said like I was happy and content where it ends with us left off I think that like we were given the epilogue where they ran into each other like on the street and I 
I think like what he said to her, like, you can stop swimming now. Like they were going to be together. That's kind of like, I like a really happy ending where everything's wrapped up in a bow and like, we know the characters are okay. And I wasn't really left with any questions, Mm -hmm. you know, like Ryle and Lily were raising their child together and she was going to end up with Atlas. And so I was very content with how it ended. So as I was very excited about, it starts with us because I would read anything Colleen Hoover writes, but I'm not sure that I was like, you know, sitting on the edge of my seat, like to read it necessarily. That's fair. That makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. So, so I, I guess just to kind of preface this episode, I reread It Ends With Us literally right before I read It Starts With Us. So I wanted to reread it. Well, actually, Emily told me I had to reread it. Um, so I started rereading it and then she was like, no, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> so, okay. In my defense though, too, I, you're right. I, I did think that we should have reread it, but then once Jess read it, she was like, Emily, like, I'm not even sure if you should read it. And I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't actually, because when I started, it starts with us and I got through all of it. There were pieces of It Starts With Us that were kind of super repetitive or stuff that we already read and it ends with us. And I feel like if I would have read them back to back, it almost would have like skewed the way I viewed It Starts With Us because I think I would have been like, I literally just read this. Like I just read these letters. Like why am I rereading this again? So I think because I did read It, it Ends With Us two years ago, It Starts With Us was kind of like a good refresher. Like it it, it didn't seem like super repetitive repetitive to me well I'm so glad that you had that experience (laughs) um and it wasn't repetitive for you I guess I'll just take one for the team this time yeah um because you did make me stop reading it starts with us to start restart it ends with us and then you didn't so but I'll never forgive you for that low key (laughs) I don't blame you I really kind of fucked you on that one Um, but yeah, so Emily, like she said, she hadn't read the book for two years and I had just read it. So just something to keep in mind as we're kind of chatting about our thoughts. Yeah, because I think that we're going to end up having just kind of the way this is going already, maybe having different opinions on it just because we had different reading experiences. We shall so, see. So I don't know. We will see. I guess. How did, how did you feel about it? Like, what did you just kind of your overall thoughts? Yeah, so... My overall thoughts were that I liked it. I I feel like it was ha- it was hard not to like when uh-huh. you know kind of the circumstances, right? So you know Lily and Atlas have this really difficult past and you just want them to be happy and this is kind of their moment for their happily ever after. And I also think too knowing that Colleen like didn't necessarily want to write this book and the fans yeah. kind of pushed for it, which I know you know more about that than I do if you want to talk about that for a second. Yeah, so I think that is important to note, too. And I think, like, when I think about my feelings towards this book, I think that plays a huge role into it. Because Colleen did say, like, she did not want to write this book. She had absolutely no intention on writing a sequel that ends with us because she felt like she left the characters exactly where they needed to be. However, book talk and book bloggers, I mean, they've changed Colleen Hoover's life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, well-deserved. You know, her books are amazing, but they really have blown her up and made her into like a huge celebrity and and I I think she deserves that but I mean she gives credit where credit's due right you know her readers did that for her and 
I think It Ends With Us became so popular and so many people wanted a sequel. Like they wanted more of Lily and Atlas. And so they, you know, there were petitions with (laughs) millions upon millions of signatures. And she even says that in her book. Like she felt like she owed it to her readers. And so again, I, I think I personally would have been okay without having a sequel because I did like where the characters ended. But knowing that she never intended to write this book and she did it for us, like I take it for what it is. Yeah. Like she she was doing it for her readers. And, and I applaud that because again, you know, readers, they, I mean, they make authors lives, you know, like we're out here doing the, the Lord's work. Honest to God, just look at us. No, I I agree, and I applaud her as well. I think when you're so invested in characters like people were with Lillian Atlas, you want to continue seeing how their lives play out. Like, it's kind of like when you were little and you would watch the Cinderella stories and she'd end up with a prince, and you're like, okay, but what now? Like, do they have kids? Do they whatever? You know what I mean? So I would say I really enjoyed it for what it is. Like, this is just Lillian Atlas getting their time to shine. I will say I wish it would have went a little bit more into the future with them. Like, I would have liked to see, like, this is right when kind of it ends with us starts or it ends with us ends. So Mm -hmm. it's just picking up to the very beginning of their relationship pretty much and, like, they're still navigating how to be with each other. I would have liked it, I think, a lot more if it would have been, like, five years down the line or whatever, where you get to see more of, like, what actually happened? How did their lives play out? But I guess the intent behind that is, like, maybe they don't have anything to talk about in five to ten years because they're just happy and they're just living a normal life. So what do you talk about them? I think that's, like, the ultimate goal for Lillian Atlas is, like, they're just living a happy life. I couldn't agree with couldn't agree more with everything you just said truly I think that if I could have sat down with Colleen and said hey this is what I want I would have said I don't want this to start up exactly where it ends with us ended I would have wanted something five years down the road and so I still would have wanted to see you know Alyssa and Marshall and I wanted to see you know Atlas and and Lily living and I I hope they have kids. I mean, I think that they do have multiple babies. And I, you know, what happened with Ryle? Did he ever make a, you know, amends? Did he get therapy? Is he involved in their life? Like, I almost finished It Starts With Us and had more questions. Like, I just, I was just like, okay, well, I feel like so much was left unanswered. And now this is where I'm like, no, Colleen, like, now I need, like, a third book in the series to tell me (laughs) what happens next. So... I guess my overall feeling about the book is I did like it. There was literally nothing not to like about it. It was, I think you even may have said this in your review, just a very extended epilogue. Like you it was not just, supposed to read my review. Well, I did anyways, because I couldn't wait. But I think that you said, and I think that's a good way to put it. Like this isn't a separate story by any means. Like this, this book could have been one book and just been a 600 page book. Like it was just... A very extended epilogue. Um, I think a lot of people liked it, but I think there are a lot of people out there who kind of felt the same way where, like, we didn't see a lot of Lily and Atlas, but I think because you're exactly right, like, they were endgame. There was no conflict between them because they were, they're happily ever after. Like, there was nothing there. Like, I think not even halfway through the book they said that, right? Like, I don't know why we're taking this slow. Like, we're going to be together forever. Yeah, so, Atlas was literally like, okay, when do I get to stop pretending like we're not going to be together forever? Yeah, and I'm like, now? That'd be great. Like, yeah, we all so, knew when you were 16, so. Yeah, I do. I will say, like, I really liked that we got a lot of, I guess, 
realism where Uh it's like they're not just jumping into this relationship and everything's fine there was still a lot of issues between ryle and atlas and i guess navigating that and ryle still had feelings for lily and how do they just co-parent and figure their lives out in this new normal um but i think i would have liked maybe like a half and half like half of it is like they pick up and like navigate this new relationship and then we get five years down the line or Uh 10 years down the line and we see where they are now and how they're living out that happily ever after. Yeah, I would have liked that too. But I guess you know we got what we got. And I'm happy we got it. And I don't know. At least now we know for sure they ended up together. I knew that at the end of It Ends With Us. I think we all did. But you brought up Ryle. And he's actually a character that I do want to talk about. And I okay. think that like... So in It Ends With Us, and it's been a while since I read this. Like I admit that it's been two plus years since I've read this book. However, I remember and it ends with us where Ryle was kind of a conundrum, right? Like, he was the character that, like, you know you should hate. You know what I mean? Like, you know that he has, like, these terrible traits. Like, he's abusive and there's no excuses for it, right? But I think Colleen writes him in a way where, like, the readers do kind of like root for him a little bit, you know, because he is such a likable guy. And I, I think that goes towards realism again. Like there are guys out there who are so likable. I mean, you're a neurosurgeon, you know what I mean? But he still has this like terrible side to him. And then I think, and it starts with us, there was nothing to root for with him. Like he was like, I, I don't know, this might be a terrible thing to say. I know people out there have agreed with me and they take a lot of flack for it. So I'm willing to take it. But then it ends with us like Ryle, like, I, I liked Ryle, I felt bad for him. Like, and that's like, it, it was hard not to. But then it starts with us like, I did not like him at all. Like the he was a different person completely. Like he I think he was written in a way where there was no redeeming qualities for him. Like the reader could not justify or excuse anything he was doing. Like he was just absolutely terrible. I think that's an interesting point that you bring up because I know so many people who were like, Am like I've seen so many TikToks where they're like, Am I like the bad guy for liking Ryle or like wanting Ryle to be redeem himself or wanting them to be together? And I don't think you are. I think it's a normal response because of the way she writes it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's part of the reason why this book got so big is because I think the way she writes Ryle is intended to be reflective of an abuser, right? So he's a manipulator. Like mm-hmm. he makes you want to like him and want to forgive him. So mm-hmm. I think she does a really great job with that. And I don't think you're alone when you're saying like you were rooting for him and you liked him, you felt bad for him. Yeah. So I I think that's part of it. And then in this book, I was annoyed with Ryle because he just is like selfish. And I feel like yeah. he was a lot nastier in this book he verbally. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I get I think in, in book one we saw him be physically abusive towards Lily. In book two, he's definitely more verbally abusive. Yeah. And you get kind of two sides of him. And I think it's interesting too, the whole idea behind Ryle is what she says and it ends with us is like they're we're not bad people we just do bad things and I think that's a lot of the reason why readers are like well I like Ryle like he's not a bad person he's just doing this bad thing Mm -hmm. I'm rooting for him right and I just think it's kind of this I don't know that's my that's my tea no I agree I just think it's such like a sensitive thing to talk talk about because I don't think in any way shape or form like 
me and you are sitting here being like, oh my God, I love Ra. I want to marry Ryle. Like I am not romanticizing abuse at all. Like I am so happy that Lily got out of that relationship. And I think, and it starts with us, we get a lot of internal monologue from Lily. And at times I was like, I just want to see you and Atlas kind of like, you know, I want to see you guys communicate. I want to see more of your relationship. But I think like reflecting on it, it was so important to read that internal monologue because how many times was she telling herself, I did the right thing. I did the right thing. Like reminding herself, you know, she wrote those letters to herself. This is why I'm not in this relationship anymore. This is why I'm not in that marriage. And then throw in a kid. Like I can't even imagine, you know, like how she was feeling. So I don't know. It just kind of was weird to see his character from it ends with us to it starts with us because I I think that there was a really big shift um, kind of in, I mean, he's still an abuser, but I just think it was way more, like you said, verbally abusive in book two. And I don't think a lot of readers are going to be able to be like, well, I feel bad for him. Like there was, there was nothing, you can't help someone who doesn't want help. Right. He's less redeeming in this book because he's not, I guess, actively trying to get Lily back. Like, I feel like in this book, he does want her back still, but I feel like he's more not accepting, Uh but it's more real for him that she's not coming back. And so now he's really, truly showing his true colors and he's just being an asshole, which he has been all along, Uh but it's like a different, it's like a two-faced like he flips a coin and it's like he's not trying to get her back so if even if he was hurting her and it ends with us like he would be like I'm so sorry like that'll never happen again like I didn't mean to hurt you like and he's trying to like make things better where in this book it's like there's no making things better right and I wonder if that was like more intentional on Colleen's part where she really didn't give Ryle like any chapters or any pages for him to try and redeem himself like he did something wrong and then it was left at that Like, no one tried to make – like, Lily never tried to make excuses for him or justify any type of his behavior. Like, it was just very obvious. Like, that's – like, he's in the wrong. Like, he's an abuser and that's that. Yeah. Which I think is good. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, But enough about Ryle because he sucked. Um, To be clear, I've hated Ryle the whole time. I I liked Ryle (laughs) in book one. I did. I don't know. But I don't think I'm alone in that. And I I don't – I don't like what he did at all, but I think that it was just a character that was easy to root for and, and easy to hope that he changed and he didn't. And I applaud Lily for leaving that situation. And and also, too, this book is very much inspired by Colleen Hoover's life. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can't even imagine how emotional this was for her to write this because I think this goes back to Ryle again. Like, her, she says in her, you know, in her It Ends With Us, Like, her dad was a great dad. He was just a terrible husband, you know? So there are those redeeming qualities. And I am hoping that's what happened with Ryle at the end of It Starts With Us. Like, he was a terrible husband. He doesn't deserve to be in another relationship or to hurt another woman. But I hope that he is a great dad and a great co-parent to Emerson. So. I agree. No, and I think that's, I think that's a perfect way to stop talking about Ryle. (laughs) We're just going to hope for the best and hope he really makes that switch, right? I agree. But talking about Atlas, how do you feel about Atlas? I've read some really funny Goodreads reviews about people really dogging Atlas. Really? Yeah. Wait, yeah. I want you all to send them to me. I will. Well, I'll like – okay, tell me how you feel about Atlas. I'm going to pull one up and okay. like – Um, I love him. I don't know. I think he's <laughs> – that's it. And that's, that's that. That's that. <laughs> I think he's such like a golden retriever – 
character and he just I don't know just the character growth I think from seeing like teenage Atlas and it ends with us to now seeing adult Atlas even though we got a little bit of that in the first book in the second book you get just more of it no I agree Atlas I think is just a superior character like there's nothing about him that's unlikable from him being a teenager to him being a grown adult man like I mean, talk about a comeback story. Like, he's literally a homeless teenager about to end his life, and it ends with us. And now he is this adult who has his shit together. He has two restaurants. Like, yeah. I don't know. You got to no. give him props. I don't 100%. Know. I will not stand for Atlas Slander, actually, but I do want to read it if it's funny. Okay. It's not, it's not – when I say funny, it's not like, haha, funny. It's like, you're an idiot. Like, what the fuck? Oh, who would write okay. this? But someone wrote – It starts with us. Welcome to Did This Book Really Need to Exist? Part 4,334,225. Alternatively titled, A Bland Man Does the Bare Minimum and People Eat It Up Like He's an Austin Character. And I, there are so many reviews like this, and I don't understand the Atlas hate. I don't know how he's bland. I don't know how he's doing the bare minimum. Like, this man, like you said, literally rose from the freaking ashes, treats her amazing. Like, are you comparing him to Ryle? Is that why you think he's bland? Because he, like, what are you, like, I don't understand. I don't. Who does the bare minimum where he's literally like, I won't talk to you for 20 years, but, like, if you need me, call me, and I will literally be there for you and let you stay at my house and hold on hold on does the bare minimum let's talk about his just in case lily that he his basket that he made that was when he went to target no i was dying i thought i was like this is the <laughs> sweetest man i've ever read about like bare yeah, minimum he keeps a just in case lily basket for two he's years. doing the most actually like he is literally doing the most and on top of that how did you feel about finding out he had a brother Oh my gosh. I think it was a real... Okay, so I actually love... Actually, before we talk about that, let's talk about how this wasn't just a romance. Like, No. And I think that goes back to like what the readers were expecting. There was, I would say, like a bare minimum romance happening in this. Well, maybe not bare minimum, but it was mainly just about how their lives kind of pick up after after it ends with us and how they're kind of navigating like I said they're they're past in the present and how they're kind of trying to figure out how they can be together yeah, whatever I but I will say I did really like him and his brother's relationship and I thought it was I don't know I just thought it was a beautiful part of the book I did too I totally agree and I don't know so when we first were learning about his restaurants being vandalized at first my thought was Ryle like that was my first mm. instinct to think it was him but then when he watched the security video, uh, the security footage, and it was like a young kid, like I honestly just like knew. I was like, I guarantee that's his brother. Like that has to be like his little brother. It has to be a family member. Like it has to be someone that's going to be like important to him. Okay, and so, I did not. You didn't I guess don't think that? I, I, why would I guess that? It has to be <laughs> I actually important. thought his mom was dead. Okay. Well, I don't remember. Was the mom mentioned It Ends With Us? See, like, that's something I don't remember. Like, I know she was abusive, but I don't remember her being, like, in detail. Well, no. I don't even know if they say she was abusive, actually. They just say that he had, like, scars on his arms. And he says at one point, he's like, my mom's gone. Or maybe he says, my dad's gone. But what happens is his, his, his mom kicks him out because his stepdad says that he needs to go. 
Yeah, that's fucked. But, but I yeah. really did. I thought it was going to be like a family member, like a long lost like cousin, brother or something. I just had a feeling it was going to be someone important or else like why would they throw this kid in there? I don't know. But I loved it. I loved the dynamic that they had. I thought it was so, so sweet. Like he changed his life. And also Josh was so funny. And so is Theo. Oh my, oh my God. God. I love Theo. He's one of my favorite characters. He was so funny when he would like say all those, like he was making fun of them for all of like the Dory references and Finding Nemo references. Yeah. I was dying. I thought it was so funny. My w- I wish for you to be my fish. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think I really liked Josh and Atlas's relationship in that part of the story. I don't know, actually, if I would have liked the book as much if they didn't have that, because then it would really just be like nothing. I am so glad you said that, because I was going to say the same thing. Like, I feel like I was almost more invested in Atlas and Josh's relationship than Atlas and Lily's. Just because, like, we knew Atlas and Lily. Like, you you, you know it. They're going to end up together. Like, they're going to ha- be there happily ever after. So I was so curious about, like, I was really afraid that um, Josh was going to go to his dad's house and his dad was going to have his shit together and, like, be, like, a really good dad and he was going to leave Atlas. I was, like, really mm. worried that was going to be it. But. Yeah, I was I was worried that he was going to leave Atlas. Not so much that his dad was going to be a good person now, but that he was going to leave Atlas and when Atlas really wanted to kind of have this relationship with him. Okay, but can we talk about this quote, quote in the book too? Yes, let's do it. What is it? <laughs> I cry. <laughs> okay. It <All> says... Right. <laughs> exactly. It says, you're a privileged Josh. If I'd known you existed, I would have knocked over buildings to find you. That is so sweet. I think Atlas has a way with his freaking words, dude. Like he, that is, he is going to have babies with Lily and they're all going to be amazing and they're all going to be poets because they (laughs) just have all of them. All of them are going to be poets. They're going to be amazing people. I have a couple notes written down that I write down like as I was reading and my note here says her name is lily blossom bloom and her daughter's name is emerson dory kincaid after a cartoon fish so (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot to take in for sure but you know you just gotta you gotta love coho for the names that she gives these characters i mean the majority of them have some off the wall names so it's fine no they do but wait i actually wrote down notes too because it makes it easier when i go to like write my review for the book Mm -hmm. and what i wrote down was atlas mc letters to lily I don't know where I was going with the Atlas MC, (laughs) but the letters to Lily, that's another thing that got so much hate where people were like, are these letters really back with Lily writing letters to Ellen? Can we talk about that first? Please, let's do. Because I, again, you know, disagree with me if you want. I do not understand the hate towards those either. Like, I thought they were a really healthy coping mechanism for her. Like, I... You know, personal stuff happens in my life and I'm starting to journal and I might not write Dear Ellen at the top mm-hmm. of the page, but I'm still getting like my thoughts and feelings out there. Like, I just don't know why people are so bothered by that. I agree. I just think it's not it's like it's not a fair criticism. Like, no. if you're thinking about it, this was a child who was witnessing her mom be a, a, abused by her father. Right. Yeah. And she found joy in watching the Ellen show. Okay. 
Uh-huh. And she found a coping mechanism to write to Ellen to make herself feel better about what was happening in her life. And I think that's commendable, especially for a child. I and totally I think agree. as she is growing up and her still coming back to that, I think that's fine. Like, I don't know why it gets so much hate either. It's actually really no frustrating idea. for me. I know. I think it is too. And, you know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Like, if it really gets under your skin, like, I don't, maybe – you should start writing letters to Ellen. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't bother me. And also, and it starts with us. Isn't, doesn't she only write to Ellen like once or twice? Like she only writes. Yeah. I she think- only writes to her once, but it's, um, the letters are coming back from, it ends with us. Like they make right. another appearance, but they're the same letters. Yeah. So wait, I think that's a good point because you just read It Ends With Us. Did it bother you rereading the letters in It Starts With Us since you literally just read them? Well, that's an interesting question because <laughs> I did not read the letters and It Starts With Us once I realized that they were from It Ends With Us. So yeah, it bothered me. Okay. I mean, not like bothered me, bothered me, but I was just like, why are these here? Like Repetitive. they're in the other book. Yeah. I... <laughs> clearly did not feel that way since I didn't read it ends with us I actually welcomed the letters because I don't know if I would have felt this way but I guess just speaking from my reading experience I liked the letters because I liked getting Atlas's reaction to the letters and I liked that they prompted him to like write letters back to her I thought that was so sweet like I I really liked them I thought it was but if I just read them maybe I'd be like is this just like a page filler? Is like, what are we doing here? Like, I have no idea. But as I read it, I, I really liked it. Yeah, I could see that. I think uh, for someone who has just read the book, then it's going to be annoying. Like, if you read these back to back, you're going to be annoyed just because it is repeat content. And you're like, why am I reading this? I just read it. So I think if you can space these books out, that's probably better. If not, just skip over the letters. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like they're not super long, but I agree. Like I did like seeing Atlas's reaction to them and I liked seeing his responses to Lily. He's literally writing her letters. What are you talking about? Bare minimum. I just don't understand. I really don't. Maybe because, you know, I will say normally in the romance books I read, like I am rooting for like the morally gray character, like the unlikable kind of grumpy guy. So for me to even say Atlas is like a top tier superior book boyfriend, like it's real. Okay. Like you don't need to be mean to, I don't know, to be a book boyfriend. I think this just goes back to the fact that these are not really traditional romances. Like, and I think that's why It Ends With Us got a lot of flack because people are like, this should not be characterized as a romance. And this one where it's like, I would say it's pretty balanced between maybe even more so skewed to less romantic stuff and more about them as individuals and like finding, I don't know, getting their shit together. No, I agree. I think it's like, I don't even know if I'm using this term correctly. And I don't even know what genre I would say. But this is kind of just more like a new adult fiction, maybe. Mm. Like it just kind of with with some romances, maybe like a slut subplot. Like a slut. A slut plot. (laughs) But I could have just made every single one of those things up and they actually mean something else. But I guess like that's how I would describe it. Like I don't think romance was like the first thing I thought of that's fair yeah can we talk about well I have two things that I want to talk about one is can we talk about Atlas's relationship with Emmy yes (laughs) 
I cry. <laughs> when, when she it... was sleeping on his leg. <laughs> we both cry. When she was sleeping on his leg. Yeah, that's the part I was going to bring up. And he's like just looking at her because he knows their end game. And he's just looking at her and he's like, this is crazy. Like, this is what's like my daughter. Like, this is going to be my daughter, which literally. In- a normal person's mind you may be like okay settle down bro but like they right. have so much history and we all know they're gonna be endgame they know they're gonna be endgame and it's just like this yes. prolonged thing so i thought that was such a cool moment and for him to recognize that is like this is like a big deal this is my daughter it was so sweet i love that i also really like too at the very end when marshall dropped emmy off and Ryle was in the car, like he didn't get out. But how Emmy like leaned into him she and like with the sunglasses, yeah, like I thought it was so sweet. Like I absolutely loved it. I think I it was think... A real. I, all the interactions are so cute. Yeah, no, I agree. What's the other thing you want to talk about? The other thing I want to talk about. Well, this actually just came up. Number, I just hope to say I love Marshall. I love his character so much. I love Marshall and Alyssa. I love, yeah, both of them. They I are... do think Alyssa isn't as tough as she should but I guess I get it like it's still her brother but she's trying to find that balance but I feel like sometimes they definitely aren't as harsh on Ryle as they should be so I think Alyssa is kind of like an unsung hero I think that she is in a position I couldn't imagine being in you know I have two brothers and so I think that when they get married and they have babies and you know now my niece is involved where you know it's my brother and I I know why he is the way he is and I absolutely agree he needs help you know what I mean like I, I don't know if I would cut him out of my life but then on the other hand to have your sister-in-law someone you love who is your sister and your best friend you know who's the mother of your niece to be able to kind of find a middle ground I think would be really hard and I think she does the best she can with yeah. being where she is I agree I think that's fair and I love Marshall too when they have their moment in the hallway <laughs> I, I love, love Marshall that. so much yeah he's one of my favorite characters okay what was I gonna say oh I want to touch on how there's so much filler in this book I feel like it could have been a novella like we could have just been given a novella and have been fine but uh, there's a part in the book there's several parts in the book where they're just like she's just like saying things to say things so Mm -hmm. there's a part where (laughs) um Lily gets to Alice's house and they have to get the baby out of the car and he's just like, I ask if she needs me to carry anything. And she says there's a diaper bag in the front seat. So I go get it. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care about the diaper bag, actually. Yeah. Like, just, I, why I am saying this? Yeah, I didn't pick up on any of that, to be honest with you. But I, I do have a good friend who just read this. And she said the same exact thing. She was like, this could have just been a novella. Like, this did not need to be 320 pages. Because kind of like you said, like, there was some fluff and filler in it. Like, it probably could have been 150 pages and the exact same result could have happened. It just could have been, like, condensed. However, I think when you're looking at it, Colleen Hoover wasn't going to write that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she wanted to write, like, a, a book. Like, I don't know. So maybe if we looked at it ends with us, there might be some like fluff or filler in that I'm too, sure. but we just don't notice it as much. I don't know. Okay. That's fair. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to say. No, I don't think I have anything else to say about this book either. I guess just to wrap it up and to sum up my feelings, I'm going to do a review on the book soon. So I probably will sit on this for a while. 
But I guess just right off the bat, I liked the book. There was nothing about the book to not like. I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if this delivered on what I was maybe hoping for, but I applaud Colleen Hoover for writing this because I know she did it for us. And I think that what she gave us was fine. You know, like we totally got more Atlas and more Lily. We know they ended up together. So I, I think for, for what it is, it was good. So I did my review already and I rated this book four stars on Goodreads. I don't necessarily stick to like a rating system. Usually Mm -hmm. I don't give books numbers, but when I put things on Goodreads, I will rate it. So I rated this four stars and I totally agree with everything that you said. I think she delivered a book that the people wanted exactly um i didn't go into this with any expectations i went into it blind so it maybe it's not what i would have wanted necessarily Uh for this but i think it was fine i think it was a realistic way to showcase how they are kind of coming together finally um i wish it was more of their future together but i guess since they're end game and they're gonna have an hea we don't need that so yeah I agree. Yeah. For sure. Well, with all that being said, Colleen Hoover is one of my absolute favorite authors. I literally have read everything she has ever written, and I will continue to do that. Um, So we put together a list of some other Coho recommendations, Um, some of Jess's favorites, some of mine. So Jess, do you want to tell them which ones you recommend? Yeah. So my favorite Colleen Hoover is November 9th by far Uh um i don't know why i just really resonate with that book and i loved it so um november 9th is my wreck and then i'm also gonna say reminders of him i know that wasn't your favorite coho but i really enjoyed that book and it definitely made me sob so yeah and a lot of people did a lot of people loved reminders of him so again it just goes to different strokes for different folks you know as much it might not be my favorite but I really like that one just like everything she does um so I would definitely recommend all your perfects I think that is one of it is her most emotional book she's ever written for sure but I think it's so beautiful um so if you're gonna read that one definitely have some tissues and then ugly love too I think that is a top tier book from her I love all the characters I think it's it's really relatable for people maybe like in their 20s I I think it's a good one um and then this is a very different book but Verity I feel like we have to mention Mm -hmm. Verity I think that is peak writing for Colleen Hoover it's a psychological thriller with some romance in there but I think if you want like top-notch writing and storytelling Verity is 100% the way to go that's a good point yeah I think in the future we're gonna do a whole kind of author spotlight on Colleen Hoover but if you are just starting in the Colleen Hoover world these are some great recs to start along with of course it ends with us and now it starts with us um but all right, so our favorite part of the show where we just give away things for free because why the hell not? Free for you, not for me. <laughs> call us Oprah, call us Ellen, you know, whatever. But our bookmark, um, if you're new here, this is a segment on the podcast where we reference a part of the show that you just listened to and we allow you to slide into our DMs and we will pick a person at random to win a prize. It could be a book. It could be a gift card. It could be a cup of coffee. Um, a cup of know, coffee. cup of coffee. So, Emily, what is our bookmark this week? 
our bookmark for this week is going to be what Colleen Hoover book did Charlotte's Quiz say that Jess was? What book am I? Slide into our DMs over at Friends with Books Pod and let us know what book is Jess. Yes, please let us let us know. Um, and we will pick a person at random again to win a, a little something, something. Um, a little but something. Um, I actually have a surprise for Emily to round out this podcast. Oh, my God. I'm scared. Should I be scared? You should be scared. Um, I didn't want to tell you uh, just because I thought it would be better if you didn't know and it just happened. But, um, yeah. So when we were recording our drunk episode last week, Emily said to me, my dream guest to have on the podcast is blank. And so I contacted that person and I asked them to come on the podcast and chat with us. <laughs> and <laughs> they said yes. So who is it? I'm afraid to guess. <laughs> In January, we will be recording an episode with Candy Steiner. Get the fuck out. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so excited. Oh my God. You know what's funny? If you listen to our past episodes, one of her books is lit- I mentioned that it's my favorite read of the year. Was she so nice? She's so she nice. She was so nice and she was so excited to do it. Um, oh my god i'm so so nervous (laughs) i'm actually happy that i told you now too because i feel like you can help me prepare so no yeah you have to read a love letter to whiskey now yeah so oh god i can't um, breathe (laughs) i'm sweating what it is is i am just a really great friend yeah she is damn it she (laughs) does stuff like this all the time and it just really (laughs) now i gotta do something (laughs) I'm just um, kidding. I, that's who, amazing. I'm so who, excited. Me? I'm excited too. You're going to have to slide in our DMs and be like, I forced Jess to tell me because she thought it was going to be a surprise too. <laughs> so. Could you imagine if you brought her on the podcast? I would have had a stroke. Can I imagine <laughs> if I brought her on the podcast and you look like this? Let me take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so embarrassed. <laughs> Well, stay tuned for what I look like at the moment. Stay tuned. Um, but that's pretty much it. We also are really excited for an episode in February because we got another amazing podcast guest. And in December, we have another amazing podcast guest. So we're just full of podcast guests right now. We are. And I can vouch for the other two because I know who they are. <laughs> and they are amazing. I'm so, so excited. They're going to be so fun. But I'm so excited to have Candy Steiner on the show. So everyone, go look up our books. All of them are basically free on Kindle Unlimited. So read, read, read all of them. And we're going to talk about them in January. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. Oh, well, I guess we can say we are friends with It Starts With Us. If you like this episode and want to continue reading along with us, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow us at Friends With Books Pod, where we will announce all of our upcoming buddy reads. Yes. And in the meantime, make sure you subscribe to the pod and tune into next week's episode. Bye. Bye.